center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Selner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome back to the audio dojo of Mojo, the place that you go to learn how to start and grow a successful company. And Dr. Z, I am pumped up today. Today is going to be a super show. Super duper duper. And you know what? I'm going to sneak in. We had so much fun filming a promo for our website, thrive15.com. If you don't know about it uh, from listening to the show, that's where the show got its name, the Thrive Time Show. About three years ago, we started an online I kind of like to call it the Netflix of business coaching, but it's an online business platform. And the first month is only $1. We had this fun little game we played where all these random items that I bought from Walmart, um, I had Clay guess whether they were more than $1 or not. And uh, you you got, got about half of them right, by the way. About 50%. You know, the, 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 the thing is, is that you, it's hard to get anything anymore, anymore for a dollar. I mean, it's hard to find anything on it, the planet it, that you can buy for $1. And what was crazy is these Hot Pockets were $2, and this is all purchased at Walmart, uh, $2.37 for the Hot Pockets. You, know, you did get that one because that's that looks like a hearty meal. How many uh, how many ounces of a sodium or how much sodium is in a Hot Pocket? <laughs> I, do you, I, I, mean, I, I got to see the nutritional facts. Can I, I see that here? Let me, yeah. let, me, let me look at this. I, I think the thrivers want to know this. Now, so here you go. So this is a, a Hot Pocket, just so we're clear. It has 40% of your saturated fat that you're allowed in your diet is in one Hot Pocket, but this container contains two Hot Pockets. Well, see, now that's where you probably, uh, I didn't realize it was two Hot Pockets, because that, that's where, you, you know. 20% of your sodium is in one of these Hot Pockets, and there's two Hot Pockets. I mean, basically, if you have two boxes of Hot Pockets, you can't eat for a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, you really got to be careful. And, and this 20-ounce Sprite uh, purchase at Walmart was uh, $3, was what, $2.78, $1.78, excuse me, $1.78, these all these receipts are getting out and getting into me, but a dollar seventy eight for a Sprite, and that's a that's a delicious beverage. And to that continues wash down your to hot be pocket. that's seventy eight cents more than your first month of Thrive15.com. Um, and this is one, another one that got you a box of generic facial tissue. You said it was less than a dollar. It had to be. I mean, it's tissue. I mean, it's practically a need based product, and it's and it's the off brand. Yes, it's great value uh, facial tissues. Tissues. It's a dollar forty three. It's forty three cents more. More than the, the first, first month of Thrive15.com. And and Z, I'm, Z, I'm gonna tell you what. You know why? You know why we're excited about Thrive15.com? Um, it's changing the world. Well, okay. Because what happens is when you learn more and you apply what you're learning. When you learn more and you apply what you're learning, you can actually make copious amounts of cash. Yeah, it was interesting. I uh, ran into a young man the other day, and he said, "Hey, I love, I love to thrive, and I'm, I'm, I'm on it. And you guys have done a great thing there, and thank you." And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome. Thanks." I said, "Well, uh, um, how, uh, how's your business doing?" And he said, uh, "Well, it's just doing kind of okay." I said, "Well, are you, are you? I know you're learning, you're watching, but are you doing?" Mm. And he just kind of looked at me like a deer, kind of like a deer in the headlight look, you know? Yeah. And he was like, "Well, I, I, I mean, I'm like, no, no, bro, no, it's." Listen, you can read, you can watch, you can learn, but until you put it into execution, until you do it, you're not going to see any results from it. And I, I will tell you this, we have, we have a thriver who actually listens to our program from time to time, and uh, he actually has been applying all of the action items that he's been learning. His name is Thomas down there in Dallas, and uh, I just talked to him uh, this morning, 
And you know, from Sunday to Sunday, he did $8,800 of sales. And this is a guy who started up his drone company six months ago, real estate drones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him, yeah. $8,800 in the last seven days. Good for and him. And then Peak Medical, a company in Boise, this is huge, Zeke. This is his first month turning a $50,000 profit. Wow, that's those are, I he love huge? wins like that. And he does. Like he, that. he has an LIS system. I guess if you're in the medical uh, industry, you need um, certain uh, computer systems and, yeah. and, and, and information management software systems. He created one, and he's at the Thrive15.com team. Help him with his branding, his logo, his website, his testimonial videos, his sales funnel, his presentations, his time management, and his uh, every. And I got, I got on the phone with Ethan, and he said they did a fifty thousand dollar profit in one. One month. Now that young man is applying the things he's learning. You know, we have it's funny, we have now you know different levels here of business coaching. We have the Thrive 15 that you can get on and watch uh, the videos. You can you can search within the, the website, you know, watch different mentors and millionaires and successful people and tell their story, tell their secret sauce. Um, we also have the in-person workshops, which are awesome. The next one's coming up April 21st to the 22nd. They're five hundred dollars. You learn you learn all the steps, all the moves, and how to start and grow your business. It's incredible, and you can bring three employees with you. We've got this super swanky place that we do it right here at our headquarters on the left side of the Arkansas River in Jinx, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Tulsa. For those of you who don't know, and then also we have the one-on-one business coaching. When I found out about the one-on-one business coaching. It's it's teaching the stuff, but then it's also kind of like an accountability partner. You know, it is. The thing about business coaching um, that is uh, profound is when you look at um, let's think of anybody out there who is the best at what they do. Okay, so let's think about an unbelievable um, musician. Let's think about an unbelievable basketball player. Let's think about um, an unbelievable business leader. And if you look at their lives, they you can always follow it back to a mentor that has uh, shown them the way. And, but in, yet in the world of small business, a lot of business owners are out there trying to do it by themselves without any coaching or mentorship or guidance, someone to show them the way. And it's fun with business coaching because, um, you know, just the other day I was, on the, I was actually doing a, a coaching uh, call with a, with a client and uh, they were stuck. They could not figure out the, w- the, the, the best way to structure their onboarding process for new employees. And because you and I have been doing this forever, I'm like, okay, well, here's the template you need to hire people. This is it right here. Boom. This is the form they need to fill out to be compliant with the state of Oklahoma law. Boom. Here's the non-compete template. Boom. And I have all the documents. They're already made. Yeah. So they don't have to pay an attorney. They don't have to. This is it right here. And then that right there, I remember when I bought those forms originally through an attorney, when you had to pay an attorney to make those originally, they they, they themselves uh, saved thousands of dollars um, just on a quick conversation. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, you're listening to The Thrive Time Show. Now, Z, what we're talking about today is the four game-changing moves that are going to scale your ability to deliver and produce the products and services that you're selling. Okay, these are four game-changing moves to scale your ability to produce. So as an example... Oh, wait, 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 Oh, whoa, whoa. So for lunch, I mean, it's lunchtime. For those of you who are listening live, if you're listening via podcast from all over the world, um, it could be really any time. It, it could be, be any It could be breakfast, lunch, dinner, or maybe a late-night snack time. I don't know. It could be any of those. But we talked about we talked about items. We, were, we played the guessing game, which was just kind of fun. Oh, yeah. And you had the Hot Pockets, which was uh, $2.37, twice as much. And then we had the Sprite which was $1.78, but then with the, there's dessert for lunch. I mean, you got to have the Hot Pockets and then wash it down with the cool, refreshing Sprite. So I have a box of these uh, hot tamales, which somebody actually got into them over the, over the 
<laughs> oh, somebody ate them over the last few days. Net weight of five ounces, hot tamales. And this is the one that got closest to the dollar price. This one was a dollar nine purchased at Walmart. So there you go. You have it on your hot pockets, your Sprite in this. And none of those items, Thrive15.com is less expensive for your first month than any of those items. You got to check it out, Thrivers. I'm telling you what, um, business school is so expensive and Thrive15.com is not so expensive. So check it out. I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the game for you. Now, here's the scenario. Let's say that you are good at selling something. I remember the first time that I sold my DJ service. I remember there was this um, uh, at college at ORU. We don't have fraternities and sororities, but you have um, wings. Okay, so you have like a wing banquet. So it's the sister wing and the brother wing. They're going to have a banquet. And this this big event was called um, the, the Triple Fat. It was like a, it was a, a um, Halloween themed party for the sororities. For in this case, the girls' wing and the guys' wing. They get together, have a banquet. And I remember they were talking about how bad the DJ had been in the past, the previous DJs. And so, see, I thought this novel idea here. I'd bought a ton of equipment, a ton of DJ equipment. I wanted to start a DJ company. I saw them talking about how they didn't have a good DJ the last couple of years. And so I did this crazy idea, Z. All right. Self-promotion. So I, so, so, I, so I told Kara Crump, I said, Kara, I can do your party. And whatever you paid last year's guy, I'll do it for half. And she says, okay, uh, so you'll do it for $200. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I went there to the Double Tree, the downtown Double Tree. I didn't have a cart. I couldn't afford a, a, a cart yet. I didn't have a dolly, so I had to carry all that equipment up there. Uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, helped me set up all the equipment, and we DJed that party. And then they, they clapped. They said it was great. They tipped me a little bit, and they referred me to a friend, right? But the problem is when they referred me to their friend, uh, their friend, the, 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 the date that they referred me to was a date where I was already obligated to do something with family. So I had to hire another guy to do the service. You see, it was like it, I couldn't clone myself. Well, it's tough. I mean, you can, but it just, you know, it takes a long time. And the ethics of it. And the ethics. And if you clone, if you make a clone of a clone, then oof, it starts to go downhill fast. Well, I heard in Broken Arrow it's hard to get a permit to do a home construction, but it's even harder to get one to clone a human. Um, and well, if you know who to talk to, it's not wink, wink, okay? So, here, so here's, the, here's the scenario. So I realized either I have to turn down the show or I have to teach somebody else to DJ. And so I decided to teach somebody else to DJ, and there we have the the issue. That's what we're talking about today. Is if you found yourself in a situation where you can now sell a product or service, how are you going to to scale it? I can't believe you brought this story up to start the show. Mm. It really, really disappoints and upsets me greatly. Really. Yes, and you know why? Because back when you were rolling with the DJ company, you had it like doing 4,000, 4, 4 million shows a year, and then you sold it for all that money. But before that, you knew me, and I you know, mentored you some, and, and I thought you were kind of, you were starting to turn into a fine young man, and you never once asked me to come DJ a show. Now, I didn't ask to it, but I just figured you would read my mind and, and know, and I never, ever, ever got to go it DJ was a time. A it, was a it was a time management issue. The, 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 the time that I could have spent um, calling you and asking you if you wanted to become yeah. a DJ, I was investing that time trolling around your office well, <laughs> looking for the systems and processes that I could apply in my own business. That's well, what I was doing. Well, I didn't want to like do full-time DJ. I didn't want to you know, quit my optometry gig, but I just thought maybe a show or two just thrown at me would be kind of nice. I mean, you know, a nice 
I mean, a little, you know, like a old folks home, uh, you know, show or maybe a lunch thing or maybe even a bar mitzvah or, a, you know, a there was one baptism lady, or there's one lady by the name of Lori Bunce. If you're listening and you know Lori Bunce, send her a text. Tell her thank you. But Lori Bunce and Michelle Burns, these two ladies, one lady's from, uh, Lori is from the Jinx area and Michelle's from Bixby. And I got a chance to DJ for their daughters. Yeah. And their daughters would refer us to their other two, their friends. And pretty soon I was like the guy DJing a lot of these 14 and 15 year old girl birthday parties. Yeah. And for a moment, I thought about sending you there. Now that would have been the move. Because I, mean, I know you have the, the energy level needed to keep up with that demographic. Absolutely. I would have been, you know, I might have become a full-time DJ at that point, but Due to this little known fact, if you never ask me, I have thrown out the DJ challenge. I threw it out on the last couple of shows. I'm going to throw it out again today. Just throwing it out. I'm throwing it out there. Now, if you can make a compelling enough reason why Clay and myself need to come DJ your event, Oof. you can email us at info at thrive15.com. And you, if you, we're going to pick one event. The most compelling. We're going to have to rent some equipment from djconnection.com. Well, you know where it is. We'll just go. You know, we'll go over there and get just it. Buy, yep. borrow okay. it. We'll borrow it. We'll hook it up. We'll, and we'll make sure it's the good stuff, too. It's the good stuff. I mean, those high-end speakers. Oh, oh, the, all just the, that bass. Oh, <laughs> oh. And we will come and we will personally DJ the event. And we'll tape it. We'll have some fun with it. And uh, it'll, it'll be a good time. I believe it could be a, it could take your wedding to a level. It, 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 the, the, the danger of this is your wedding could take you to a place that's so good, you don't want to come back. Kind of like maybe over the rainbow? It could, it could take you to a place where the unicorn and the leprechaun and the pot of gold all meet. That sort of air. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Info at Thrive15.com if you think you got enough game to get us out. You know, another place that's at the end of the rainbow is Oklahoma Joe's. You follow that rainbow to the end, and there you will find Oklahoma Joe's. Mm. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, Quite a bit of stuff. Uh, A lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs, I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. I've uh, been to different workshops and uh, you're just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote and this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You, you can ask him questions, you can help. He can, I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information. And it's a comfortable setting. 
it's it's awesome. It's a really good good experience. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on the radio. If you're listening right now and your name is Black Rob, big shout out to you, Rob. Black Rob in Denver, Colorado. I just saw him over this past weekend, Z. And Z, we're talking today about how to, these four game-changing moves that you can implement to scale your business. Yeah. And do you remember at the uh, Festivus slash holiday party two years ago? Oh, yes. That you, was an event now. You remember, you, do you remember meeting uh, Jonathan Barnett there? Yes, of course I did. Well, Oxy, he's Oxyfresh guy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's actually a Victory Christian Center uh, uh, graduate. He played okay. basketball at Oral Roberts University. Oh, really? I did. And cool. he now has over 335 franchisees in his system. He's selling a franchise every four business days up there in Denver, Colorado. That is awesome. I mean, there's, awesome. there's thousands of people who now have jobs at Oxyfresh, and it's so fun to see people when they've scaled their business because when I went up there to Denver – do you know what he was spending the majority of his time doing? Uh, whatever he wanted to do. That's right. Wow. I mean, I'm just telling you, his Saturday, uh, he has a, a beautiful new baby, and he just found out he has one more on the way. Just exciting things happening everywhere. And uh, so he's, he's you know, trying to teach his dog. He has a big Italian Mastiff, and he's trying to teach that dog to basically not eat the various objects that are in his house. That's, 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 <laughs> like, his, that's like his thing. He's spending time on that. And it reminds me of you. Because I remember when I uh, went over to your house to visit I eat, you. Because I eat random stuff in people's homes or what? No, I went over to your, to your home one time, and I remember it was like a busy, you know, it's a busy work day. It's a nine to five. It's, it's a time when most people are working. And here you were trying to feed some kind of fish that your son uh, bought you. You're, you're trying to introduce a different kind of fish and to your to, to yeah. aquarium to yeah. keep it from being eaten by the other fish. Yes. What kind of fish was that, a gym tang or a... Yes, yes, it was a gym tang, very rare. Um, they're only found in one area in the in the world, and um, it's like a blue tang, except it's dark and have white dots all over. You Google it right now, gym tang, gym like a you know like a like a precious gem, um, and uh, they um, they're beautiful, but they're they're um, anyway. It was, so it was, a, it was a birthday present from him, and so I I spent several weeks stressing over this fish. The profundity of what the profundity. Of watching you, that concentrated look on your face, trying to introduce this fish into the uh, aquarium with the other fish, and knowing that that is what you were spending your concentration on. That's what you were spending your gray matter on during the day and not stressing over business situations. That right there resonated with, with me is that that is a great example of what can happen once you build a, a scalable business. You can take I'm, your I'm time. Goof it off for the day or what? Well, you can spend your time <laughs> doing something that you find to be fascinating. And I, I will just tell you, uh, hats off. Big shout out to you, Jonathan Barnett, Oxyfresh. It's exciting to see you living the dream. And Black Rob, it's good to see you guys up there in Denver. I know you guys listen into the show all the time. So if you hear this, we love you guys. But today what we're talking about is how to... Oh, wait a second. Time, time yeah. out a second. You said you, you came across the gentleman by the name of Black Rob. Yeah. It, it, what, it, in what ways? Was, was well, he like in a concert? Was he an Oxyfresh guy? And then well, you well, and they start talking about Barnett. You kind of lost me there a little bit. Okay. Not, well, well uh, uh, Rob, you know, works up there at Oxyfresh, okay? Oh, and there's okay. And there's a rap song that came out back in the day by this guy named Black Rob. And the song was called, like, Whoa. That was the song, Whoa. And so Rob happens to know who that you know artist is, and he happens to be an African American. So hence the nickname Black Rob, and that's where we connected. You know what I mean? Ah, you know so that's it's why it's 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 sort of a if you're into that '90s hip hop, see that's sort of a move right there. If you know you know the Black Rob music. 
Oh, very good. Well, okay. Now, now that now I know the rest of the story. This just did. Now, what we're, so what we're talking about today is the four game-changing moves that will help you consistently scale your business. Once you've learned how to sell something, if you're not careful, you're going to paint yourself into a corner where you're the only one in your business who knows how to do the thing. You don't want to, because otherwise you're creating a job and not a business. You want to be able to scalably mass produce your service or product without you personally making it. Now, here's one thing you have to understand is at first you are building a job. At first it is a job. And then you learn to master the job. You learn all the steps you need to do to do that job well. Then the second half or the the big picture item is then, you know, hey, you, I have I one a plumbing company. So then I go out and become a great plumber, and I do plumbing, and then I just all weekend, all night, I'm I'm on call, and I'm doing plumbing. And all of a sudden you go, well, this is cool be my own boss, but you know what? Um, oh man, I don't have any I don't have any time freedom because you know I'm the only one that I'm I'm the only one that knows how to do this. So that's that transition zone. If now you've you've gotten the job, you've built the job, that's your job, you control it. Now taking that and turning it into a business and not just a job, that's that next level step. And that's what we're, some of the things we're talking about. Now, Michael Gerber, the best-selling author of the E-Myth book series, he wrote, Most entrepreneurs are merely technicians with an entrepreneurial seizure. Most entrepreneurs fail because they're working in the business rather than on the business. And that is where I see a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck. And that's what we do through business coaching is to help people um, unlock that time freedom that's missing if you don't have repeatable systems. And so step number one is you have to build processes and systems for everything, for everything. So let's just, let's focus in on one area here. Z, this is one that at OxyFresh, they've nailed down, okay? When, the, right. when the phone rings, bring, 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 bring. who answers the phone and what do they say? And if the, and if the answer is you answer the phone and you're the owner, and you don't know what anyone else should say because you say, well, every every call is different. Yeah, every call, you know, I mean, could be a wrong number. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? <laughs> right. If you do, if, so if you don't have a script that can be repeatable and can be executed by somebody other than you, then you don't really have a repeatable business system. You've got to have a script for how you answer the phone. And what will happen is, is that you'll do a script and you'll fine tune it. And then you're, you'll teach it to your people, and you'll be listening to them, and they're going to sound robotic at first. And you're going to mm. say, well, that doesn't work. I, I can't, they're sitting there re oh, I can't do that. No. They do it enough. They practice it enough. They say it enough. Then the clouds open, and a sunbeam comes down, 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 down. through the window. And it lights, it lights up the dove that's on their shoulder. And they say... The script doesn't own me. I own the script. And that's what we did this weekend over there at OxyFresh is for Elephant in the Room. It's a business that uh, my brother-in-law, Justin, and I and Jonathan Barnett of OxyFresh, we own that business. And we were going through the scripting. And Elephant in the Room, we've been doing this for five years. And there's questions that people ask. They ask, hey, where are you located? Hey, I want to reschedule my haircut. Uh, I didn't get a chance to come in. Could I get a refund? Hey, I want to sign up a membership. I want to buy a gift card for my husband, etc. And we have that all documented in a very detailed handbook. And this weekend, the entire time, we were devoted to making our script the best it could be because we're going to double the size of the amount of inbound calls we're getting because we're expanding dramatically. So it's kind of a deal of like, if you're listening right now and you don't know how to build a sales script, that alone is probably why you should get out to the next workshop. Because if you don't have a repeatable system for your for your inbound phone calls, I mean, that, that's almost like you can't pass go. That's where you, I mean, you, you have to do that, Z. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck answering the phone, man. 
Boy, that's twice now you've upset me in one show. And we're not even done with the second segment. You first upset me bringing up the old DJ business and not not asking me to ever DJ. Sorry. And, you know, over the years, you've always shark tanked me on business ideas. And, you know, and some I say yes, some I say no to. But you know what? Daddy, didn't, you didn't let me get my beak weight on this, uh, you know, men's grooming lounge. I mean, Sam, Sam, did he approach you and ask you to be a, a, an investor, a part of that? Well, here's the deal. I will say this. I will say this. We are going to be working on store number four now. And I now have a performer that shows that more money comes out than in. So you, you and I might have to talk offline about this because we're going to open them up. And it's not expensive to open them up. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It just requires relentless, rigorous management, which we can do. <laughs> I love it. All right. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm going to pitch Z when we come back. My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be you know get it. I need to step it up a lot more and and the uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented. You know, I'm an artistic you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had, I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly. And I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model. and. Um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses 
and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. See, there's nothing more American. There's nothing more American than making some profit with a business and baseball. Baseball and I, well, maybe, maybe football at this point, but baseball and making a profit are, are things that are very, very American. And, and see, you know what I did in Denver there? In Denver, they, uh, for, the, for the Rockies, they have opening, you know, it's like the opening uh, night, oh, the, yeah, the first yeah, game of yeah. the season, and yeah. it's a huge deal. I mean, I would, I would estimate that hundreds of thousands of people go downtown Denver to the lower Denver area mm-hmm. to celebrate the, uh, the first game of the season for the Rockies. Yeah, and I would also estimate that of those hundreds of thousands that, that were at the game, I was at the game, they were at the game. I would estimate that ninety nine point seven six five percent of those people have no clue who is on the team, whether when the game starts, when it ends, and anything about the game of baseball. They're just there to get something to drink and something to eat. That's it's, what I've discovered. Yeah, it's a party, and they're just showing up at the party. They don't have to know you know all the details about it. But I will say this: I think the Rockies. The mascot name, the Rockies, is a, is one of the more clever names in professional sports. I just think it's a clever name, you know. And they have a great stadium, a great culture down there. Have you been? Have you been to a Rockies game? No, I've not been to a Rockies game. Um, but I mean, I I'm not a big baseball fan, but I did go to one of the Cubs um, World Series games this last trip in Chicago. That was kind of. Did fun. you watch the game? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the bleachers, you know. I paid you know eighty seven dollars for a, a hot dog and. Uh, <laughs> You know, 52 bucks for a, you know, lukewarm beer. But, you know, it was the thing. It was the move. You had to do it. You know? I have a funny I have a funny story for you about, about watching baseball games, though. I took well, my wife what? last year to uh, go see the, the drillers play. Yeah, yeah. And we made a commitment to not look at the field one time the entire game. That was our plan. Oh, no. We made a commitment. We said, no matter what happens, <laughs> no we're not going to look at the field. Let's see if, let's see if it if, if, uh, impacts our experience. And we both report to have had, never having a, a better experience. We had the best experience we've ever had by not looking at the field. The kids were doing the splash pad. There's fun stuff to do. Yeah. There was the beer garden. I ran into people I knew. And I never looked at the field and had no clue of the score. Well, what was one of the fun things about the bleachers is that everybody has season tickets, right? Yeah. And so a few people gambled and they sold their tickets um, for the World Series games. But their buddies didn't. And so you're sitting there with people that all know each other intimately because yeah. they've been, you know, they've gone to 80 some odd games together right. in the same seats. Right. And they talk every week, every couple of days, right? Right. And so you sit down in their seats and all of a sudden you're known. They they, they know you're new. Right. Right. They're like, yeah. They go, Oh, you bought uh, you, you bought Jimmy's Jimmy's tickets, I see. Oh yeah, yeah. How much how much you get for those? You know, so you're said they go. So the game, they're losing the game is like you're just fussy because I, I knew I should have sold my tickets. I told you. I told you, Billy. <laughs> I I told you we should have sold my tickets. So you scalped your way into Wrigley. That was your move. Oh yeah, well you had to, because they're all, you know, all season tickets. Well, we're talking today at Thrivers about the four game changing moves that you can that you can implement today that are going to help you scale your product or service. Because the first step, the hard part, is trying to make a product or service that people are willing to pay for. That's the first, and that is so hard. So many people get stuck there. We can teach you how to do it at our next in-person Thrive Time workshop. Go to thrivetimeshow.com to get your tickets. Um, but it, it, once you get there, a lot of people get stuck there, and they never get out. I mean, people who are 50 years old, 40 years old, who've been in business for 20 years, 30 years, and they've never gone beyond having building a job. They've never built a 
repeatable business that gives them time freedom and financial freedom. And so move number one, just some tips you can do here, practical moves. One is you have to build a sales script. If you're the only person who can do a sales call inbound or outbound, you got to fix that. Now, the second is you got to have price quoting, price quoting. You've got to know your teammates have to be able to quote and sell products. So Sam, I'm not going to ask you on the air about the product that you're thinking about starting. I don't want to give your idea away to Tulsa, Oklahoma. But when it comes to pricing, as a guy who's looking out there to start your own business here very soon, how would, how would you go about pricing? What would be your, your move? How would you approach determining the right price for your product? My, my main move is to, uh, is to go out there and find someone who's already doing kind of what we're doing and then find out what they're charging and then go just, just under them. Just under them. So, see, he's going to go with the undercut move. He's going to go the undercut move. Not crazy under, just enough to where it's like people look at the two options. They're like, well, this is cheaper. See, I want to get your get your take on this. How If someone's listening right now and they're struggling to price their product, because I see a lot of small business owners who they don't have a standardized pricing. you know, And so they're actually – I see a lot of contractors who do this. And they have a guy going out there quoting, and he'll, cut, he'll go quote something at a price where they actually lose money. Or some who have uh, no pricing structure and they're quoting so high they don't have a chance of getting a deal. How, how would you recommend determining the right price for your product or service? Well, it's crazy. Some people just have the wrong idea. I had a buddy of mine had a trucking company and he was telling me he was losing on every load like a few hundred bucks. I said, uh, what are you, I said, what are you going to do about it? He goes, I'm just going to buy more trucks. I'll, I'll make it up in quantity. You know, <laughs> that, that old move. That's well, not a move. Well, what you have to do, and a lot of people don't do this, you have to first break down what your co- how much does it cost to make your widget? How much does it cost? And a lot of people will go, well, the, the hard materials are this much, so that's how much it costs. No, no, you have labor, you have time, you have packaging, you have a lot of other things that go into that. I mean, you have to break down the building, what's your rent on the building, what's your electric bill. You have to really, really break, list all the bills you pay to make that widget and then give that widget a portion of every one of those. And then that way you can actually build what the actual cost is and that's what happens clay is that like the guy out quoting the cement you know he's just trying to make a sale so he can you know get his little commission so he can get a pat on the back and he has no idea the hard cost of that cement and he doesn't and the owner has failed to give him guardrails you can't go below this but this is what you, you know the more you go above this the bigger your commission can be kind of thing so the problem is is knowing thyself first knowing what your widget cost so sam that's the first thing you need to do is really break down the cost of delivery of the product that you're thinking about getting ready to start your business on. And I will tell you this, uh, Chet Holmes, best-selling author, he would have some encouragement for you if you're listening to this and you feel like, oh my gosh, that sounds overwhelming. Well, Chet Holmes says this, he says, the missing ingredient for nearly all of the thousand plus clients that I've worked with to directly improve their businesses is pig-headed discipline and determination. And I'm going to tell you what, Thrivers, this is going to require hours of time, hours, not minutes, this isn't something you can do in between things. I mean, you need to block out time. And I want you to think hard about the three P's of pricing. I'm going to give them to you, the three P's. When determining your price, you need to think about the three P's. One, what are you going to pay your people? Like, who is going to do the thing? You can't just say, well, currently I do it, so I'm not going to factor that in. I mean, if you pay a person, what are you going to pay the people? The second is, what's the price of the product or service? What is the price of the product or service? What, is the, what are the costs of all the things, like Dr. Z said, that go into the price of the product or the service? All of the things, all of the layers of costs, air conditioning, insurance, utilities, everything that goes into it. 
And the third is you've got to mark out, you've got to, you got to put it in. There's so many entrepreneurs don't do this. You've got to, to block in at least a 30% profit if possible, maybe 20%, maybe 25, but you've got to block in their pricing. Z. You've got to put it into your price. Well, here's what I see sometimes. A young man's trying to start a business. He goes, checks out the competition, and then he just automatically goes in under their price, even though he's now not making any money. And that's a no-no. So you say to yourself, how could I ever, ever compete with one of the big boxes? How can I ever compete with those guys on price? Well, maybe you can't. Maybe it's service. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. We, can, can, we can beat them on. Maybe it's not all about price. Maybe you have a better facility. Maybe you're just a cooler person. Maybe you come in with a little higher service, and yet you still can get your 30% margin. Right. Charging more than them. You go, well, no one will buy it. Well, you've got here again. That's a whole other little thing we're going to talk and about. And that's why for Elephant in the Room, we went in there, and we're fighting against sports clips and some of these big companies. Yeah. We created this model called the freemium, where basically your first haircut's almost free. It's a dollar, so you can try it out. But when you get in, it's almost like getting into a country club where your first game is a dollar. Because after that, we have a premium service. But that so premium gets what you. You're, what you're telling me, for $2, I can get a month subscription to Thrive15.com and a haircut, a dollar each. I never thought about the math, but one plus one is two. Stay tuned, more math. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also I got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, there's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern, so it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening, and then when it's breath bathroom break time, your surprise is already there. So um, I like how he talks about just practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is 
um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the suns, the sunshine edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It is business school without the BS, and I'm going to tell you one thing that we are passionate about. It is you and your wallet. We don't get into politics, and I, I mean this sincerely because of this, of this past weekend, I'm in uh, uh, Denver enjoying some time with a good friend, uh, Jonathan Barnett, the founder of OxyFresh and one of our partners with Elephant in the Room, having a great time. And uh, it was kind of a bad deal. I mean, the, the Syrians are, are, are gassing their people. Just awful. And Donald Trump, you know, sends in the missiles, I think 47 missiles, and then we're sending warships over to North Korea. And there's all this stuff going on. And there's a place to be politically informed. But I would, the question I would ask you, the listeners, what am I going to do with that information? I mean, I can't make executive orders. I can't uh, stand up and, and fight against them. I can support our military. I can, I can buy a guy a beer who's in a military uniform. I can say thank you to the members of our law enforcement community and the people in the military. But there's not a lot I can do with that. And this, this show, Z, is all about actionable stuff that you can do to make more money. Absolutely. That's what we're here about because we want to eradicate the number that Forbes has published. You can Google this. Um, the number of businesses that start up that fail, they have it right around the 80% mark. Some um, people even have it higher than that. And that is, you know what, when, you, when you, you think about it, all the energy, the money, the dreams, the hopes when a person starts a business, and then for it to fail is just, because uh, it doesn't have to. It's not rocket science, unless, of course, the business you're starting is a business about rocket science. SpaceX. Space, space it, yeah. And, and, and Elon Musk is smarter than me, so I have, yeah, I, I so, couldn't coach him. I couldn't say, hey, step one to get into orbit is, uh, never mind, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll come back to that. But everybody will be on Mars before 2030. <laughs> uh, you know, so the thing is, Thrivers, if you have a real business and you want to grow that business, you owe it to yourself to get out to an in-person workshop. Go to thrivetimeshow.com to learn more. We're talking about how to scale your business. Once you've nailed it, now it's time to scale it. Once you've nailed it, now it is time to scale it. And so we told you, move number one is you want to build a script. If you, don't, if you do not have a repeatable inbound and outbound sales script, you, you got to call a timeout and do that because otherwise it's not repeatable if you're the one who has to answer every phone call. Two, you've got to nail down your pricing. And uh, Sam, our producer, he, uh, he had a question for Dr. Z about pricing. So, Sam, I give the mic to you, my friend. Um, so, as an example, um, like, there's several different smoothie shops in the Tulsa area. And uh, most of them, the average is around, like, between $46. 
but then you have the higher end, the, uh, the whole foods, um, it's like eight to $10. And so what I was thinking was I'm going more high end, but I don't want to really push like $10 a drink. Cause like we were saying before, who's going to buy it? Yeah. Don't be a hog, be a pig. Yeah. And so, I, but I don't want it to be as priced the same as the lower quality smoothies. So that's why I was just going to go in between the two there. Or should I literally just find out what my cost is and just do 30% on top of that? Well, I tell you what, I think you need to know what your cost is, number one. Once you need to know, once you have your cost down, you know what you're going to pay your people, you know all the different factors into it, then you, then we can have that conversation. And that's sometimes what happens when you find people in business, they reverse engineer and all of a sudden they realize, um, I'm losing a dollar every time I sell a smoothie. Mm, this isn't good. Oh. Ooh, that's why I need oh. more capital, which of course you can learn how to get capital on thrive15.com. You can learn how to do your business plan on thrive15.com. And we have templates and work, work, uh, work, worksheets that help walk you through all these things that we're talking about right here. But that's the thing you have to do before I could answer that. There's a little homework you've got to do, Sam. So you do your homework and then we can actually kind of talk about that more because the problem is, is that when people just make those from the hip, they just, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Price, it, price it $7.45, bro, it'll be awesome. I'm out of here. That's not giving good advice. The good advice is what are all the factors? Because that's what you need to do. And if anybody would tell you to do anything other than, hey, tell me what the factors are. Because you might be able to find out that you can offer a premium. I mean, you can just blow their socks off with a great deal, depending on your cost, what your cost is to make it. So let's, first things first. First things first. We've got to put the, you know, computers only work well if you put the information in them correctly. Right. Yeah. Garbage right. in, garbage out, baby. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. So that's that's what I would say, Sam. And so the easy answer is like, well, you know, surprise that at approximately six dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow, you're awesome. You're the pricing pirate. Next question for the audience, please. Now here's the deal, Thrivers. If you're just now tuning in, I want to make sure we give you the three P's of pricing. One, factor in all the costs associated to paying people. I'm talking and about shit. And well, oh yeah. People, you're doing people now. hiring people. You know, the, 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 a lot of times people get this wrong because they don't factor in the manager who has to manage the people. They just they factor in one layer of HR, human resources. The second is the product. You've got to add up all the costs associated with the product. So in your business, Sam, it'd be the cost of the lease, the cost of the air conditioning, the cost of the heat and air. You know, the shipping the products in. Don't forget shipping. that. That'll that'll. I mean, shipping can get very expensive. And for food, I've worked with a lot of restaurants shrinkage is a huge problem problem. and that's where like the members of your team are eating smoothies when they shouldn't be they're messing up a smoothie they're throwing it away those kind of things i know a guy once he worked at a a target and Mm. and tried to see how many soft pretzels he could eat i was the czar of the shrinkage now let me tell you how it started at the end of the shift at target i noticed that i was like 18 years old you know i noticed that there would be about four or five extra pretzels left at the end of every shift they would throw away so oh, that's no good. So my thought was, who am I to throw away pretzels? Who are you? And over time, they smell so good, and you're walking by them. And the boss had kind of created a culture where you could just grab stuff, and he never said anything. I mean, there was never – I mean, it was obvious that we were eating popcorn and things, I, and I had never had any at this point. And I thought, you know what? I'll just have about four smoothies and, or four uh, pretzels a night because um, no one's eating them. And then pretty soon I realized – well, they're, now they're making four more every night. You know, they're trying to make enough where there's some extra. If, if they don't, you don't want to run out. <laughs> no. So now they're making the like pretzel. eight, let's say. So yeah. I'm going. Well, gosh, there's four more left at the end of the shift. I yeah. should probably bring those four home and continue to have my four. Yes. And then pretty soon it became an, a a spiritual interaction with an advisor that caused me to eventually stop. So that was the move. <laughs> now the third the third factor that comes into the, the pricing is the profit, and you've got to block in add to the price a profit 
that is going to allow you to achieve your dreams. And I want to make sure you're getting this. I want every listener to write down this number. Think about how much money it's going to take you per year to achieve your financial goals. So I'm just going to put my life out there, and then you all can just go, well, you're an idiot. Well, this is my life, so I'm just going to let you rip on it. I know that my wife and I, we can achieve every financial goal that I have for about $150,000 a year because I am kind of a simple man. I do not desire a, a lot of, I don't like for, for me, I don't want a boat or a lake house. I really don't like getting on a boat or going to the lake. And so I know my number. So then I have to think about, well, how many customers do I need to have in order to afford that goal? So at the elephant in the room, you know, many people have said, hey, I've gone to like the boardroom. I've gone to different places in Dallas. How come you guys don't charge like 50 bucks for a haircut? We had one guy who came to us and said, I pay my guy $55 a week for or $55 per haircut for what you guys do and your service is better. Why don't you charge 55 or 60? Well, that's when you get back to Dr. Z's rule. And Z, I'd love for you to break down your business rule here because this rule is one that I think about all the time when doing pricing. And I don't think that very many people do because they haven't simply been taught this concept of not, not gouging customers. Well, in order to talk about this rule there, Clay Clark, we got to go to a little place down on the farm. Yeehaw! You see, most things can be broken down in the agriculture agrarian society we all go back to that and you see the farmer here has pigs and he has hogs and my number one rule in business is be the pig and not the hog put because pigs get fat and hogs get butchered oof oof and so you know you're saying if you start to gouge a customer eventually they're gonna they're gonna butcher you well the thing about that it really deals with greed and greed is in all aspects of business. You know, if you're underpaying your people, it's because you're being a little greedy. You're not sharing enough of the profits with them. If you're charging too much for your product, you're being greedy. And anytime you're being too greedy, you're leaving yourself open for someone to steal one of your employees, you know, because they're going to say, hey, wow, that you're only paying them minimum wage. And that's a sharp, clever person. I'm a couple bucks more. Come work for me. And they're like, okay. You're like, oh, man, I got to retrain someone. I got to. Then, then it actually gets very expensive on you because people are always sniping your good people. So you got to pay them well. That's a great area. And then charge them for your product. You know, if you come out with a smoothie, and you're like, oh, I'm going to, Sam, you come with your smoothie, and you're like, they're $99 each, but they are the best smoothie in the world. It's certified. You better have some serious branding around that thing. I got, I got, some, I got a, a smoothie from the International Smoothie Association. I am certified as the best smoothie in the world. So, and they're, they're $99. You know, but, and maybe you'll sit there and you'll, and you'll little smoothie truck and no one will buy a smoothie trust me and that's been that's big examples of it but that the concept of and Sam that's why it's so important in the pricing when you first price you know and you can always you can always change prices don't feel like oh man I'm committed to this this is what this is what it is now but um, when you first start out in business you have to change the prices quite often in fact till you find what people are willing to pay I mean you have to do it yeah you kind of go up the scale boom boom try you try some promotions you try some stuff but also too if you're going in the restaurant business Sam you want to make sure you do something that's very 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 important what is that it's probably the most important thing what, what is it Z? I mean I've walked into cool restaurants that have the vibe going the music they got all the good-looking wait staff and the obvious appropriate outfits. Oh yeah, and everything's great. You look oh, at the yeah. menu; it all looks good. Looking good. But they forget to do the most important thing. What is it? Well, when we come back, I'll tell you. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm 
Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. And we live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, uh, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time workshop experiences is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's very upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can he, tell he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. Wow, Z, that was quite the intro, man. I'm, your 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 vast knowledge of pop music is, is is has really become. I didn't realize how expansive it was. Well, I am practicing because I am hopeful that somebody out there, some thriver listening to this show right now, gets inspired, goes on and emails us at info at thrive15.com and gives us a. Uh, a story that moves us so much that we're going to choose them to come out and DJ their event. Because since I didn't get to DJ when you had that big DJ company back in the day, right in the day. So I'm practicing. And every time I get around you, I kind of get more of that DJ mode because you're just kind of a cool dude, you know, and I just kind of get that feel and that flow. So I'm actually practicing for that because I'm hopeful that someone emails us and, and they're the winner. And we're going to go, cause we're going to go do an event. You we're, and I, we're personally, going to do it. Personally, we're going yeah. to do it. And it could be a, a birthday party. I bet you Dr. Joe Lai wants us to do it. Do <laughs> I, heard about the, I heard about the last one you did with him. Oh, my gosh. Do well, Dr. Joe is one of the thrivers, and uh, he is an orthodontist with multiple locations. And we've helped him get Kirkpatrick and Lai uh, orthodontics to the top of Google and, and helped him with some of his processes. He's a great orthodontist. And we, I'm, the last show I did was his 40th birthday party. That's the last time I dropped the mic after that. So really, oh. it could almost be a reunion if he has a compelling story, right? I mean, oh, wow, he can. How many years ago was that, by the way? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, if I think back at it, I mean, maybe six years ago? Oh, okay. Five I years ago? I didn't know, well, I didn't know if it was 10 years. Or, I mean, yeah, I didn't know if it was I feel like Bridget, I did, you know. I did Bridget's, uh, your daughter's wedding. Yeah. And how did, long has she did. been married now? Um, it, well, let's see. It was 7-7. Seven, seven, I hate to uh, put you on the spot on radio like no, that. No, 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 no. You. It's... Uh, right. Five, six years ago. It was 7-7-11, I think, something like that. Mm. 
2011, so six years now, or is it? 12? Okay, and then I did his seven, seven, twelve. I think I did his party after that, and that was it. Okay, so it was your it, daughter's yeah. event came out of retirement for that, yeah. and then his party, and that was it. And so, uh, but Thrivers, I'm telling you what, take advantage of the challenge. We'd love to make your wedding the most incredible reception Unbelievable. ever. The, the the bringing the wizardry of of, of of his optometry knowledge and his, <laughs> you're bringing Tulsa's tycoon to your wedding, Doctor Z. It's going to be incredible. And we're talking today, Thrivers, about how to quickly scale your business once you've nailed it. I mean, once you finally figured out how to sell it, then you want to figure out how to scale it. And so inside the box that rocks, we always bring Oklahomies on the microphone who are actually doing it. Coach Calvert, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm an Oklahomie. You are an Oklahomie. You're one of the finest Oklahomies I've ever seen. Well, thank you. And because I go to Dr. Z's optometry, I can see 2020. And I can tell Z, what I'm looking, what I'm seeing to my left is a physical specimen. It's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous sight I'm seeing here. It's a, it's a nice slice of humanity right there. Now, Coach Calvert, I want to ask you this for the Thrivers out there. When you started Score Basketball, now it's a thriving business, and you're obviously the, the largest now in Oklahoma, the largest, most successful basketball coaching clinic. You have a proven track record of helping kids. But before all that, when you were first starting, how hard was it to convince anybody to pay you to coach them? Hmm. We kind of threw it together, so I'm not sure. I mean, 20-something years ago when you were starting, I mean, were you like pleading and begging for customers? Were you carrying around like a cardboard sign that said, we'll coach for food? I mean, how hard was it to get those initial customers? I don't think we ever got that bad. But, yeah, I was pretty much begging people at first. So then, so then once you got customers, I mean, now today you have hundreds of kids that come uh, to your... To, over 10,000 kids I've trained. That's amazing. You've, so you've trained over 10,000 kids. I mean, you have hundreds of members that go to scorebball.com. Mm-hmm. You have monthly clinics and camps. Um, talk to me about the challenges of trying to scale what you do, you know, teaching other people to do what you do, kind of tr- attempting to duplicate yourself. What are some of the challenges that you've run into? At first, I was doing everything. So I was working 10, 12-hour days. But I started writing everything down and putting everything. Like right now, I could name you the 14 slides, the 25 different jumpers you work on. So I started scaling everything that I do, writing it down, getting it down on paper. And then when I started with my first coach, um, we now have three coaches that work for us. And I started writing everything down, teaching them, training them, getting to where they understood all the different dribbling drills, everything we do. So I at first had to get everything written down. And I would inv- advise every entrepreneur out there listening, write it down. Whatever it is that you're doing that works, write it down, document it. But move number two, okay, is you have to agree on a universal nomenclature. I know I used a big word, a universal naming system. Huh? So as an example, uh, Z, I'm going to pull up the quote. I'm going to read it to the Thrivers here in a minute. But I want to okay. ask you this. Why is it so important that everyone in your office refers to, like, files or um, maybe say documents or signage or whatever. Why is it so important that everyone refers to things by the same name? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you a train wreck what happened one time. Back in the day, um, before we went to paperless uh, files system, you know, on the computer, we, we would have the, the traditional, you know, like Manila folder files, right? Right. And so we had a system on putting, what we did is we put stickers on the edge, and there was a certain system that you had to follow to do that, Right. And there was a certain protocol, certain everything. And sure enough, you know, we got a new person and they did not follow the checklist. They did not follow what they were supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, you lose one person's file. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> bad it's things crazy. happen. Bad. The world stops. People just panic. It's dogs and cats living together. It's raining acid rain. It's I mean, it's 
it's epically bad. So the thing, the thing about um, scaling, the thing about having the nomenclature, i.e. the way you refer to things is the same, because as you get bigger, then some people call it one thing, some people call it another thing. Now there's confusion and there's, there's in, you know, inefficiencies. So it's kind of like, oh, I thought that thing was called a thing. No, so here's, not, here is no. an example of what happens when you become a very efficient entrepreneur and you try to go on a relaxing trip. I'm, I'm getting better. You're working with me on the F6 goals, you know, faith, family, finance, fitness, friendships, but fun. You're working with me on the fun, so I'm trying to schedule in some fun. Right. When I met you, when the, some of the first shows, if you listen to some of our early podcasts, he had the F5, and we broke them down. We went over them. And faith, we, family, finance, fitness, friendships, no right, fun. Right. And then I said, oh, whoa, 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 there's a sixth one. I'm going to give you a bonus sixth one. Um, oh, by the way, you left me hanging, Sam. You left me hanging. I'll give you the most important thing. I can't believe you guys have let me go on this long in the segment after that oh, big teaser I did I'm about so, restaurants. What is the most important thing? What? I, you guys crazy, guys. Anyway, but I made you add fun. Sam, the most important thing when you're starting a restaurant business, even if it's smoothies or whatever, is to make sure and have everybody that you can think of try the food. Try the product. Try the food? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the worst when you go to some super, Hyped super up cool place? Marketing. Like, oh, yeah, you're there. But Logos. Everybody's fresh. The music's great. It smells Print good. Print pieces. It's all, it's all new. And then they bring you the Candle plate light. Oh, it's just right, you know. And then you, you take a bite of the food, and the would food's you, horrible. Would you like to have some candlelight uh, crepe? Yes. Would you like to eat this some crap? I mean, it's just that's what it's come out kind of like almost. I mean, it's just all the decor, all the accoutrements, all the atmosphere, and then it just tastes horrible. I mean, people people just don't want that stuff. Since so you sit in the corner booth, I tell you what, I want It's an old family recipe. My grandmother made it. My my mother made it. My great great grandmother. It looks made like it. a horse head. And they all passed early in their lives. Could we pass this recipe down? It looks like a horse head. And the fact that it has arsenic in it, we. It adds the flavor. That's why we put that in there. You listen to Corset. Yeah, just, that's why we did. Then my family lives for If anybody survives, it can catch it's on. It's a delicious design. It can go viral. You got you to gotta, you gotta try out that food. You got to make sure because, you know, you may think, well, this, you know, peanut butter celery smoothie is like awesome it's so look at all the look at all the it's like how good it, it is for you, you try, hey listen it's like, sam today did cool. something just crazy sam sam turn on that mic i got the sam our producer he made a smoothie today and he actually pureed chicken what sam oh. yeah yeah i've got a big goal in powerlifting what? and so i'm tired of eating chicken I'm tired of chewing on it oh my so God. i threw a pound of chicken in a blender with some uh, spinach a whole avocado and a scoop of whey protein <laughs> I got about 150 what? grams of protein in there and uh, put it in two shaker bottles and had that for lunch. No. No. That's, uh, did it, you cook you it first? That? Did you cook it first? Oh, yeah. It's cooked. No, salmonella. It's a great diet. La, oh, l- last, last week I did it, and I made the mistake of putting teriyaki sauce on my chicken. It was <laughs> not good. Oh, and oh just that's what I'm saying. Don't sell the teriyaki chicken <laughs> shake, whatever you see. That's <laughs> it. You tested it out. That's, that's my point. All right, now, Thrive Nation, I want to make sure we're getting this, okay? So the second step is you have to agree on a universal naming system. And Elon Musk, uh, he's obviously a prolific entrepreneur. He started Tesla. He started SpaceX. He started PayPal. But one thing that people fail to do is they fail to look at the details. They fail to ask themselves, uh, what are the tools, the tactics, the techniques? What are the things that he's doing differently than what I'm doing? And I'm going to read you an email he sent out to his team, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to read just a small uh, part of it. But he says this. 
in reference to acronyms. That needs to stop immediately or I will take drastic action. I've given enough warnings over the years. Unless an acronym is approved by me, it should not enter the SpaceX glossary. If there's an existing acronym that cannot be reasonably justified, it should be eliminated, as I have requested in the past. He goes on, though, to fire many people because they kept using acronyms. And his whole point was... There was a, uh, an acronym for this, this thing called uh, the horizontal test stand and the vertical test stand. And somebody wrote it as HTS and VTS. And we're talking about ma- making rockets that go to space. And they had had three multimillion-dollar rockets that blew up and didn't make it into space. And they were having issues related to people naming things incorrectly and things blowing up. And he's like, you, casualness causes casualties. And so if you're listening right now, you've got to an, agree on a universal place to save files digitally, how to name things. It's so important. Yeah, and what happens also, too, is is that when you give all these, um, um, you know, abbreviations to everything, I remember I was, uh, you know, I, I was one of the investors in Regent Bank and great business bank. We have three locations now, Nowata, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City, Sean Copeland over there doing a great job. It's growing seven to ten times faster than like the, the the best banks and we're always winning these awards for being the best bank the best this the best that it's really a great success story but when i first started i was on the i was on the board right and uh, i'd go to the board meetings <clears throat> you know, sitting there, some, all these bankers very serious man just very serious third, very very long table a lot of a lot of nodding on how you're doing how you're meanwhile he's got headphones doing, on and he's just jamming <laughs> out over here he's just soccer have, shirts he's having a great time <laughs> no but then they would start off and like every other word was just an abbreviated you know uh, term and so what happened is i sat there literally i mean i'm not kidding you i sat there in probably one or two board meetings just kind of nodding going Oh yeah, the SB by four three. Yes, that's four sounds, three section eight. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. sounds Huge very. Uh, we need to worry about that. I guess. And then all these things. Finally, the nomenclature. I was just finally like, whoa, time out, pump the brake. What does any of this crap mean? You know, break it down for me. What, is, what are you guys talking about? They had this I, whole I actually little- worked with a bank years ago, and there was a guy who was very high up in the bank who admitted that he did not know the own nomenclature in his own meetings, and he was like, I, I don't know what that means. And, yeah. and, and that, that's where it gets dangerous, thrivers, when you don't know. What you don't know. You have no clue of what's going on, what's being discussed, because everyone's naming things differently. And you've got to get fastidious about where to save things, yes. where to put things physically. You, I mean, there has to be a place for everything. And when we come back, I want to tell you a little bit about my trip to Denver, because, Z, when I'm on a vacation, I don't have a place for things. You know, I don't have a, sp- a set location for yeah. this or that. And there's not a set time for things. You know, I don't have my schedule with me. I don't, I mean, I don't have the same schedule. And th- that lack of a, that regimented flow freaks me out, Z. Z, it freaks me out. Well, I know you're out of your little comfort zone. And, and I know you, you are an organized, you are a step-by-step, you are, this is my space. I mean, that's why at your house you've planted, what, 100 trees and you're building oh. a little privacy wall around it because yeah. you just... You just like your privacy. You like your little things in the place. I mean, if anybody really wants to mess with Clay, come in here, go to his desk, and I can move a staple around. That'll, that'll, that, that gets him. He just can't stand We it. have a wonderful lady who cleans our house, and I have these great razors I buy from Harry's Razors. Yeah. And I woke up this morning to shave, and they're not where they normally are. And it made my brain almost <laughs> explode. And I had to wake up my wonderful wife at 3 in the morning and have her help me find where the blades are. And it just See, I'm, I'm just now emotionally recovering here. I mean, we're almost getting into 1.30 and I'm just now almost emotionally recovering from the razors being moved. Well, 
You look clean shaven, though. Thank you, brother. I did. I did find them. My wife found them. She's a great American. Beautiful lady. All right, stay tuned. Thrive Time Show. We're teaching you how to nail it and then scale it. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses Clay Clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them so he's teaching these big principles things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm gonna take away and implement immediately it's, a, it's an intimate environment you know there's less than less than 30 people here business owners so you get a chance to ask questions and it's just really informative and um, inspiring oh this place is cool there's a lot going on in here there's a lot to look at um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know we're, there's a sales team in here, it was Friday. So you know they're, they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know, how, this, how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where you know, the learning takes place, is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea, and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. Right, Counting Crow fans, Thrivers, people listening from Oklahoma, people listening. I'm just going to list off some of the places where I know you're tuning in from right now because you've sent us emails. I've talked to you. It's amazing. Tucson, Arizona. Hello. How you doing? San Jose, California, right there by Silicon Valley. Welcome to the show. Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. Z, we have Thrivers in Boston. 
We have thrivers in Australia, thrivers in Canada. We have many of them in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, you betcha. Oh, and so oh. we've got a whole bunch of thrivers all over the planet listening. But the great thing about our show is that we answer the questions that you, the listener, are, are sending to us. So I encourage you, text us at 918 851 6920. That's 918-851-6920. Text your questions, and that will become the basis of a future show. That's how we do it. We answer every one of your questions. And so many of you have been asking, hey, I'm to a point now where I'm selling things, I'm selling products, but I'm struggling to scale my business. I'm struggling to create time freedom and financial freedom because um, I don't know how to make repeatable systems that don't involve me. And before you beat yourself up, I want to give you a quote from Michael Gerber, the best-selling author of The E-Myth, that addresses this problem. And he says, most entrepreneurs are merely technicians with an entrepreneurial seizure. Most entrepreneurs fail because you're working in the business and not on the business. And so we're walking you through the four steps to creating that financial freedom. So step number one is you want to document all your processes and systems, okay? Step number two is you want to agree on a universal file naming and naming system for everything. Everything has to be referred to the, the right way. Everything has to have a physical place and a location. Everything, it, there's no casualness, okay? Because casual, casualness causes casualties. I wish I had this at my home. <laughs> the other day I go to my toolbox because I need the hammer, right? Right. I mean, it seems like a logical place to keep a hammer. I don't know. In the I mean, toolbox. I mean, I, That's I just mean call, me, call me crazy. You call me crazy. I, see, this is, where I, this, is where, this is when I was in Denver. I, I, I'm staying at Jonathan Barnett's house. Yeah. Very great guy. And I turn on my fan every night, you know? And that's yeah. how I sleep. Coach, do you like do you like a fan when you sleep? Are you a I fan do. Guy? My wife says no. Really? So you sleep in silence without a fan? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you're. I'm gonna give you a fist bump right there. You're a better guy than I am. So I basically waited to wake up. I just I, the entire night <laughs> I laid there looking at the ceiling, and it, I remember at 5:30 I checked my phone. I haven't been to sleep yet, and I'm like, oh my god, it's 5:30 in the morning. So the next day, I mean, I had to get coffeeed up there. Day two. I'm like looking bad. I'm feeling bad, but I'm trying to be positive. I told Vanessa, I said, today's going to be a great day. I've decided it's going to be a great day, but I have not slept at all. And people are looking at me going, dude, you look kind of, have you slept at all, man? You know, I'm just looking like droopy eyed, you know? So day two, John got me a fan. He knew right where it was, and he turned that fan on, and I slept like a baby. Like a big old baby. Yeah, and, box fans aren't that much. You just buy them and then leave them there or whatever. Yeah, 19 you know. bucks at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Not Boom. that I know that. Not not that I know that. So you're telling me that a month, your first month at Thrive is $1. Right. Thrive15.com, biz, the best business coaching out there without the BS. And the fan was $19, which is actually the cost of month two through however long you want to stay on it. Or it could be 19 first months. It could, <laughs> that's true. If you're a benevolent guy, you want to buy 19 first months for your friends and family. I mean, that's a move. And you know what's fun when you get a full uh, full pay uh, membership to Thrive? It's only $19 a month. I mean, gosh, you, you, you blow a lot more than that on a lot of things, and we won't go into all that. None but of us have ever gone to Quick Trip and bought a variety of fast friendly. food items that we didn't need with need, our current diet. We don't eat them all the way and throw them away. None of us. Um, is that we give a free membership to a veteran. So if you know a veteran out there that is struggling in business or wants to start a business or needs a little business coaching, you can tell them to go to thrive15.com, sign up. They'll get in queue. I think we have a few still waiting. So if you're out there, come and become a Thriver. Come because then what we'll do is you get, it's kind of a two-for-one deal. And, I mean, you really think about it. We owe our freedom, our capitalism, all the stuff that we stand for here in the United States of America to our veterans. To our veterans. It'd be it'd be sort of tough right now to start a business in North Korea, hypothetically speaking. 
hypothetically speaking, that is true. I mean, I've never been to North Korea. Yeah. Um, but you can't heard, go there. <laughs> and I don't want to go there. Yeah, no one wants to go there. I don't want it. No, no, don't take me. But, uh, yeah, so we were privileged to have the honor and the ability. And, you know, about 70%, I think it's 67%, maybe 65 somewhere in there. You kind of Google, you get different numbers, you know, of all new jobs are created by small business. That's true. According to Forbes, 65% of the jobs since 1995. Not that I know that kind of stuff. Not that, yeah. So anyway, you're doing America, you're making the economy better. You're, if you become a Thrive member, you're going to make a veteran's life better. And so if you know one, they can be uh, retired, they can be active, they could be, um, you, you know, any form of, of a veteran or an active member. Um, because, you know, what the, the unemployment rate in our veterans is, is higher. You wouldn't think that necessarily, but it's higher than just the average unemployment rate um, in non-veterans. If you're a non-military member and you're just a passionate gun owner who's starting your own private militia in Kawita, you're not you don't you don't qualify for this deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to pay the dollar for the first month and the nineteen thereafter. But understand this that you are helping a veteran and, and since you are starting militia in Kawita, America, then that you have the same <laughs> kind of mindset, you know. Okay, now here's here's the deal, Thrivers. Move number three, if you want to go beyond nailing it to scaling it. I want to get coaches' feedback on this because this is huge. You have to document a linear workflow, like a timeline from left to right that shows how things are supposed to happen to prevent fumbling. So here's the scenario. Carl answers the phone. Step one, he needs to, somebody needs to answer the phone Hello? in your business. Hello? So when he answers the phone, following using the script, he sets an appointment for, let's say, me. But I don't know that I have the appointment, so I miss the appointment. Or oh. maybe I don't, maybe you uh, coach your business, someone answers the phone, you do all this marketing. Step one, you do marketing. Step two, someone answers the phone. Step three, they come in for a trial, right? Step four, nobody signs them up for a membership. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? So coach in your business, you've been doing this for a long time. What were some of the early fumbling moments at Score Basketball as you were trying to grow it where you're like, okay, the marketing's working. Okay, we're doing great coaching, but this area is consistently not being tackled. Things like when people wouldn't show up, what do you do? Uh, how do you keep track of your – like now we have everything documented. For instance, when a lead comes in, we record that lead on a piece of paper. And then once they – we have a, another paper where it says when they're supposed to – the day they're supposed to come in. If they don't come in, my secretary is supposed to call them. Once they do come in, if they don't sign up, then Courtney takes it from there and then Courtney calls them. And then if they don't sign up within that amount of time, then we've got other people that are calling them. So we literally have – once we get their lead, we have it documented on every uh, how we're going to follow up with that person from day one till they finally sign up. There's got to be uh, some sort of virtual, almost visual baton that is passed from employee to employee, from department to department for that file to work its way through your system. And there's nobody um, better at this, and from my experience seeing it firsthand, uh, than the guy next to me here, Dr. Z. Um, his auto auction... You're going to sell on a typical Friday, you know, hundreds of cars, maybe even a thousand cars on a busy day. Well, last Friday was actually our anniversary sale or maybe the Friday before that. It was the first Friday in April and we had almost 1,300 cars. Whoa. 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 That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of iron, but it's kind of funny. Oh, Billy. What coach was saying is, you know, you call those people and you, you make it to where they uh, cry, buy or die. And what's funny in, in our business is, you know, we only have so many guys we call on. And um, so you're calling on them, and one guy just completely goes, ah, he just doesn't like us. He's, we're never going to gather him up. You know, and after a while, you're like, okay, you're, you're off. 
You're off. Hand the baton to this sales guy. You go gather. So you keep never calling the same in. people. Absolutely. You just switch sales people. And now I got <laughs> I got a new sales guy, and he, and he got the big tuna gathered up. I'm so excited. The big tuna. Tuna. Wow. You want a tuna fish sandwich? Stay tuned, Thrive Nation. We come back. We're going to talk about nailing it and scaling it. ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO, getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very um, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, um, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. For all the times that you ain't on my parade And all the clubs you get in using my name You think you broke my heart, oh girl, for goodness sake you think I'm crying on my own while I am. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on the radio, where we are all about how to grow a successful business. Our entire focus is teaching you specifically what you need to do to start a successful business. And it's not because it's not because we believe that that money is the the goal. Money is just fuel in your car. So here's an example for you. Um, I put gas in my car uh, before we left for Denver. So I put gas in my car on Friday. And uh, I will put gas in my car again probably uh, next Friday. Okay, I only drive probably 15 minutes to work every day. But when I put the gas in my car, I'm not passionate about the actual fossil fuels. See, it's very rare that I will actually go into the quick trip and say, 
Thank you so much for this natural gas. I appreciate its purity and its 91 octane. It's just, it's unbelievable. The, do you realize the, the value of pulling out these fossil fuels from the Earth's crust? I mean, you think about fossil fuels and the, in the, in the, de, the, the decomposition of dinosaur bones that have made this possible. See, this is amazing. Fossil turning into fuels. I'm amazed. It's a miracle. It's a it's a modern day miracle, and I, and I, it is a miracle. But I often don't express it verbally, physically, spiritually. Nothing. I, I just put it in the car because I want to get somewhere. Right. The whole point is I want to go somewhere. That it's, right. it's, I'm trying to. I'm focused on the destination. Correct. And so the whole point of building a business is not so that your business can become that obsession. It's so that you can get somewhere with your family. Your friends. Come your, on now. Your, the, the whole point is you want to make these F6 goals. So that's family. What are your family goals? Come on here. You know what? It's time. You know what you haven't done in a while? Ha! Come on. All right. Here you deal. Here's the deal. Everybody listening right now, you want to get out a sheet of paper. Oh, yeah. You want to get out a sheet of paper and you want to write down the F6 goals. F6 goals. I got it. Because if you don't have your F6 goals, your life will be out of control. Come on now. So Come here on, we go. Trey. The first one is faith. Come on now. You got The next one faith. is family. Mm. Finances. Come on now. Fitness. Oh, yeah. Friendships. Oh, come on. And fun. And if you do not schedule time to get these things done, they will go undone. See, I'm just telling you, you got to schedule time for what matters. And then once you schedule time, you're going, wait a minute, it costs $72 to go there. So then you have to start a business that will allow you to produce that kind of money. Wait a second. So you're saying I can't binge watch Walking the Dead every day of my life? Well, you could, but you'd have to have like a a Netflix subscription to be like 19 bucks, right? If that was your goal. And then you'd have to be able to have the time freedom to do that. So I guess if that was, in, in, in theory, your end game goal, you could do it if you had enough cash available. Oh, and you yeah. probably lived in a tiny home. Zom- zombie couple. Of, you know, There's a really good season. You got to get them in the head. Otherwise, they just keep coming, I think. So this third aspect of scaling your business is you have to absolutely document your linear processes. So as an example, linear processes, workflow, what does that mean? It's the step-by-step processes. So as an example, uh, this past Friday, Dr. Z, your anniversary sale, how many cars did you sell over there at Z66AA.com? We ran approximately 1,300. Of course, no auction number has a 100% sales rate. And we sold a little over 700 and some odd. So let's say you sold 700 cars. Okay. And you're open for 120 minutes. Okay. Because you're only open for three hours. Correct. Right. Right. That's 180, but yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah, but two and a half hours. The the sale starts at noon. And then it's typically over with by, say, 2.30-ish. Now, that sale may have crept a little longer. I didn't actually put a clock on it, but... Um, Let's just know. say you're open for 180 minutes. Okay, All right. And you sold roughly 700 cars. Okay. That means that every minute you'd have to sell how many cars? So you take, what, 720 or 700 minus one, or divided by 180. So 700 divided by 180, and this just in from our mathematician... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Seven. Well, I, I think it'd almost be better to have the thirteen hundred because that's because you run. It's the same effort whether you're okay. whether you're selling so 1300 or not. So divi- thirteen hundred divided by one eighty. One eighty. Yeah. So we're we're running a car. Okay, here we go. A car will run through the system every how many minutes? Here we go. Now, Thrivers, we don't do a lot of live math on the air, but we're doing live math today. Now, remember, he's an optometrist. Seven point two are running through a minute. A minute. Okay, so that means that somebody has to step one. What clean the cars? Oh yeah, we got to check it in. First, we got to go gather it. You know, you so step go one, there, gather it. You got to you got to go gather the car. Yep. Step two, then we have to ship the car in. Ship either, two, ship it. 
either we, we send drivers to local, we send drivers to get it. We have to plan all that and schedule all that. So we send a van with a bunch of drivers, say, to a dealership. They get the cars to drive them back. Okay. Then they check them in. Step three, check them in. And then depending upon the agreement we have with the seller, uh, we clean them to a certain, sometimes we'll do what we call recon work on them. Let's say we need to put a new windshield in or a new battery or, you know, the tires are really bald and they want some new tires on there. So we may have some recon work to do. But Step four, recon. Maybe, or maybe detail. They have to clean in detail. Yep. Okay. And then you have to um, um, now get them lined up properly in their proper place. Now step five, line them up. We, if they're not there, that's like, okay, where's the truck? I don't know. There's 13 cars. And without a, and without a system, there. by the way, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even with the system, it's still... Mm, it will happen. Billy, where's the car? I don't know. I think it's where's the van? Car. Where's the van? Yeah. And then you, on the day of, you now are driving them in order through the sales barn where you have all the teams selling them, right? And that's a, that's a process. And so that's, a, that's another thing. Yep. You drive them back and repark them. And now you have all the paperwork that now follows that deal. And then the delivery of the cars. So you have quite a few steps in there. And then step 13 or 14 is where you roll up into... In oh, yeah. the raw, Doctor Z gets out of his Porsche, oh, yeah. goes to in the raw. Oh yeah, walks up and the waiter waiter says, "Hey, what do you want to order?" And you just order whatever you want. You don't even look at the prices yeah. anymore. You just whatever you want. You just get what you want. But this is the only part that people want to talk about. They only want to talk about the laser show of going into in the raw and buying all the all the all the hoo ha, all the accoutrements, all the food, all the flavor, buying all the pageantry. Get all those roads, just people, roll it up. Just people roll love it up. talking about the pageantry. They like to say, see, what, what kind of Porsche do you drive? But they don't want to think about the details needed to yeah. make those systems. So, so I mean, the, the profundity of that system. Now, Coach, in your business, I mean, when you're going to run a basketball camp, right? The last camp you had, you had, what, 199 kids? Or was it 200 kids? <laughs> we had 54 Saturday. We had 103 for spring break camp. We'll have anywhere from 50 to 100. Okay, so from 50 to 100. So you had 103, you said, at your spring bake camp? Mm-hmm. And then how many at the, at the workshop there you did? The, the uh, Saturday, we had 54. 54. There's a lot of preparation, right? Uh-huh. I mean, you got to have the drills laid out, got to have enough balls, they got to be aired up, the floor's got to be clean. What else has to happen? Coaches, uh, we send out emails, we have print pieces that we do, we had to spend time Friday night on schedule. We had to uh, make sure that we've got our games ready, uh, what drills we're going to do, everything. So these are all steps that you have to take to put on the show. Mm Because when the the customer shows up, it has to be showtime. And I see so many businesses, Z, that are not willing to put in the work needed to uh, create these systems. And then they just have, it's not showtime, it's like blow-up time. Customers show up and it's like stuff hits the fan, man. Yeah, it's like put out fire time. And, And the thing about it is once you do it, you do it right. Once you nail it, once you figure it out, then you have to document. It's so important. It's just, it's, it's, it's what allows people to go to the next step. Now, this next move, this move number four, is you have to schedule time to build the systems. You can't say, I'm so busy, I didn't have the time to make the systems. You've got to block out time. And I know so many of you are listening right there. We have a thriver in Dallas. I'm talking to this guy six months ago. He had a startup vision. And now he's doing almost, almost this week, almost $10,000 of sales. And it's just he and another. It's not like he has a team of 15 people. And so the question we talked about today is, how am I going to find the time to get all this stuff done? So we come back, Dr. Z is going to break it down. He's going to tell us how he finds the time, how he found the time when he was starting his optometry clinic to get ahead, how he found the time to build these systems. Z, I'm pumped up. 
I'm fired up too. I tell you what, what a great show today. The great thing about it is you can go on thrivetimeshow.com and share this podcast with a friend you know who needs to hear this. Thrivetimeshow.com. Check, check, check it out. My wife Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to. Um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here. And I really love how, you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything. It's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining, and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group. Um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So. Yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, what? when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get-rich scheme. <laughs> like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. Oh, yes, Thrive Nation. Welcome back into the conversation. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And I'm telling you what, you want to stay tuned because we are getting into the stuff behind the stuff. What does that mean, the stuff behind the stuff? Well, here's an example. We've got a great Thriver that we're working with right now in Fort Myers, Florida. See, I don't know if you know the story. There's a pizza business in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay. And they've been able to double their sales in four months. Wow, it's awesome. And did they have to buy new equipment? Um, I'm, I'm guessing no, by the way you asked it, but... Did they have to go out there and get another degree? Mm, no. Did they have to hire a ton of people? Um, that I don't know, because... But well, the thing is, is when you have a business, all right, it's, it, it's, it's an organization. It's called an organization if it is organized. 
but it's, it's fancy. But, They're just using fancy words. Now. Well, a lot of times, you know, people say, well, you know, what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm the head of this organization. I'm the head of this. Well, an organization means you're organized. Yeah. That's, and going uh-huh. into the business, they're great people, but they didn't have a system, an organized plan or a system mm. to attack mm. the growth of their business. And by just organizing the business and t- making a system for their marketing, the acquisition of customers, for the sales, for the customer service experience, for the accounting, for the hiring, the firing, they've been able to double their sales without buying anything except for wisdom from the Thrive 15 business coaching system. Boom. Now, did they come to one of the in-person workshops? Because those have been really, those have taken off. I mean, those things are really cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, approximately once a month, a two-day workshop is put on here at the Thrive headquarters. We keep it limited, so it does sell out, and you have to go the next month. But it's $500, but we have a scholarship program if you can't afford that. Because our heart is is that if you want to start to grow a business, we want to help you. We want you to be successful. It helps the economy. It helps everybody. And you know what? It makes us feel good, too. I'll just now, be honest. Coach Calvert, I'm going to ask you this, my friend, because you know it's, it's all about making Z and I feel good. Mm-hmm. You, went, you went to the two-day workshop, and you've mm-hmm. actually uh, re- recommended it to a couple of your friends who've attended. Can you kind of explain from the beginning to the, like, the end kind of what that experience is like for anybody who's not been to our facility or has not been to a workshop yet? First, I thought, oh, my goodness, seven hours. I got to sit there. With, and I've had seven back surgeries, and there's no way. That seven hours went by so fast. I took so many notes that I'm still going through all of my notes of things that I want to implement. I got so many ideas of little changes that I wanted to make. Everything from how people come in to how people are greeted to how the building looks to I've got all these ideas that I want to implement from the show. Now, Z, this is what I have, have found, um, and I want you to th- I want you to kind of ponder this, Thrivers. If you think about um, Justin Bieber, okay, the music artist, we obviously played some of his music during today's show. If you think about Steven Spielberg, if you think about Warren Buffett, if you think about LeBron James, just those those people, they all do this thing. That they, I've heard them refer to in interviews. I've actually watched. I've read their books. I've, I've, I've looked at these people. It's a, it's a thing called deep flow, where basically they obsess on one thing. In Justin Bieber's case, music. Or LeBron James, it's basketball. To the point where they become intuitive. They become a master. They become where, you know, it's, it's beyond good, but it's where it's an obsession. And then when you really focus your energy with no distractions on a given subject, you begin to remember the details and you begin to make the little tweaks and the things that go from good to excellent. You begin to be able to have this masterful level of, of focus. Uh, there's a book called The Outliers where it basically documents that Wayne Gretzky and the Beatles and anybody who's awesome at anything has invested 10,000 hours in the acquisition of that mastery. But we live in a world now, Z, with, with, with perpetual distraction. You know, there's an article that came out from Psychology Today that I just read a few days ago called, Is Your Smartphone Making You Dumb? Yeah. And they had a statistic where they interviewed hundreds of people, and they allowed them to use their smartphone while going to this course. And they found that the average adult has the cognitive, the, the, the basically the mental processing skills of the average third grader when they have their smartphone present. Meaning that when you're at work... And imagine you're a graphic designer and you're trying to do graphic design okay. while maintaining the ability for anybody to text you, email you, call you, uh, all the different ways they can communicate with you. You know, the average person has over 70 interruptions a day. 70. There was just on 60 minutes the other day, there was a guy that got bought out by Google and went to Google and was like, you know, I know this is the game. 
is to try to keep people on their smartphones and their and that technology as much as possible. But it's not doing society, you know, good. And he wrote a letter, internal letter, and it leaked out. And he was on, on 60 Minutes doing an interview. And it's amazing um, how the culture is changing with the apps and the technology and how many times you're reached out to on a daily basis. It was funny. Chris Rock, the comedian, I didn't go to the show, but the comedian was in um, – in a local venue um, not too long ago here in the Tulsa area. And when his move, when you go into his, in the theater, you have to take out your phone and they put it into a package that they, they conceal and it actually l- lets your phone not be you. You can't use your phone for two hours. And I had a couple of buddies that went to the show and I was like, well, what, what, that's kind of, that's kind of cool in a way. And it should be, should be that we should be able to do that with our friends. You know, we see them and we're going like, Hey, hand me your phone. You're going to get a couple three hours of time out. And he said it was funny because everybody was almost like panicked at first and they were just kind of eased in and relaxed and they got through the show. Well, I, I will, mean, I will, I will say this to you in this article. It's very, very disturbing. Um, but my daughter's 12, you know, and it was it was talking about how kids who there's, there's so many articles about this. But kids today think about this. Back in high school, I dated a girl for a long time. And then, Z, we broke up. You know, we, we dated and then we broke up. And when you break up with somebody, you know, the idea is that you're, you're done. There's no more like, hey, let's get back together kind of a thing. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show. Well, now if I broke up with somebody, I would see them on Facebook all the time. They could email me. They could text me. They could reach out to me. And you would never be done. It would be like this lingering emotion. Yeah. And I, I know for me, I have had to totally disconnect myself from all forms of uh, communication during the day. I've done this now for about seven or eight years. You just can't reach me during the day because when I when I have a client that I'm working with or a workshop that we're doing, I'm 100% present. I'm mentally and physically present. And so many people walk away from our workshops saying, you know, this is the first time in my life I've ever spent seven hours thinking about my, my life and where I'm going. Yeah. And they have these epiphanies just as a result of thinking deeply upon their own life. And so for the thriver out there who's saying, I don't have enough time in my schedule to block out time to build these systems, to build these workflows, to build these processes. Z, what would you say to somebody who feels perpetually distracted they, 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 they perpetually distracted, and they, and they don't have time? Yeah, I'm sitting there telling them to Google stuff. That's what's so funny about it. We're like, you know, by the way, your smartphones and just use your brain. Oh, well, Google this real fast. <laughs> if you Google the average amount of hours the average United States citizen watches TV, it's shocking. It'll shock you. I mean, you'll be like, are you kidding me? It's five hours. 5.3. Five point, well, you know. I was going to give a little bit of was, point three. You know? I was only editing the boom book this weekend, and I went through that, and it's 5.3 right now. 5.3 hours, and thinking about it is what I love about Thrive15.com and I love about our in-person workshops is that's one of the core things that we focus on. That is time management. And we, we didn't invent the, the wheel. We're not you know out there trying to build a new rocket ship. What we did is we found the guy that we thought had the best time management Lee Cockerell, he managed, oh, just 40,000 people, a little he place called- He managed Walt Disney- Walt Disney World. World. Kind of a, you know, just that, that thing, and did it very successfully. Now he's an author, a speaker, everybody loves listening to him, he's a stud of a man, a great guy. So we got him on as a mentor, he's one of the guys that you will be learning from if you get on Thrive15.com, and he has his system there. It's a system, it's a thing, because I hear that so much in young entrepreneurs, Clay, why didn't you do the thing you're supposed to do? I didn't have time. Why don't you do this? Well, I just can't. Find if you the time. want to be happy for the rest of your life, you want to put your smartphone away in the morning and the night. That's that's my whole Ooh, thing. Wow, you you really cool. need to because if you don't, your brain will explode. Yeah, we so have a banner up that says four killers of a basketball career. One of them is video games and smartphones. 
You know, LeBron James, he was sitting down with Warren Buffett, and he was asking him, hey, how do I go to the next level? I want to become one of the best. I want to really become a master of the game. And Warren told him, stop tweeting. Get off social media. Stop doing it. Get off it. Because he was emotionally in turmoil before a game. Because anybody can write anything about you. Yep. I mean, so Thrivers, if you're listening right now and you're saying, okay, I, I do want to nail, I, I'm starting to nail my business model. I'm starting to sell something, but I, now I want to scale it. You've got four options you can take here, four, four p- paths you can take. Yeah. One, you can go to thrive15.com, and Z, you can get the world's best business school for only how much? One dollar the first month. One dollar. If you can't afford a dollar, God bless you. If you can't afford a dollar, God bless you. And go to thrivetimeshow.com and listen to the free podcast. Yeah, and share it with your friends. Absolutely. Now we're being downloaded in like 50-some-odd countries or something. You're probably pirating your neighbor t- neighbor's internet if you can't afford a dollar. So <laughs> move number three is get out to an in-person workshop, Z. The, the, in April 21st and 22nd, you've got to get out to it. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and sign up. It, all the answers to your questions right there on, that, on the website. And move number four, if you need an in-person, one-on-one business mentor, a coach that can show you the proven path, you're not alone. You're not an idiot. And in fact, the CEO of Google, if you take a time, the, the time out to research this, the CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, said the number one advice he could give every single business person is to hire a business coach. Because if you don't have somebody showing you the way and you're not learning from mentors, Z, you're learning from mistakes and they are costly. Now, Thrivers, I'm telling you what, this is your day to thrive. This is the day that the Lord has made. You should rejoice and be glad in it. And we cannot wait to rendezvous with you again tomorrow on the Thrive Time Show. And Z, as always, you always want to take it out to take it out with a bang. Here we go. Three, two, one, boom!